What's that? Passing judgment and giving out awards? Why, it's Wondering Monster Roll Initiative! Hello and welcome once again to Wondering Monster, America's tabletop showcase where we endeavor to show you how the games you're interested in play both mechanically and narratively. My name is John Austin, Big Dog, Head Honcho, Baltusberger. Uh, I am Charles R. Bernard. <laughs> I'm Bridget Cornelius Brave. <laughs> I am Ian John Balterberger Servas. <laughs> I'm Kevin Aloysius Welch. And I am Charles Chucktastic, Lord Reverend, first of his name, Pashki. I love this. Um, for one, I didn't know Ian's middle name was John Baltusberger. That is cool. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, crazy coincidence. Friends, tonight, tonight's a big night, man. Uh, last year, I looked at uh, who we had. I think it was, I think it was just the four of us. Uh, me, Charles, Charles, and uh, of the other John Baltusberger. And uh, yeah, that's my middle name. I like to go by my first name. Oh, sorry, sorry, Ian. Um, go and I said, my Christian name. I said, guys, we have played 50 goddamn games this year. Uh, we have played more games than probably anyone else. Um, and we should take that and maybe do an award Feel thing. deep shame <laughs> feel just the deepest shame over our lack of time management skills um <laughs> uh no uh i said we should do an award thing because we play all of these games and a lot of them deserve recognition um the emmys are awesome and if you win in any congratulations uh i hope to win one but the fact of the matter is, is it requires some campaigning and it requires uh, it requires some effort on your part as a creator to get into the Ennies and to be nominated. Uh, that's true of most awards. However, the Wandering Monster Awards, the Wandies, to win the coveted Silver, Golden, or um, Cosmic Tentacle, uh, you don't get to campaign, right? Uh, they're all based on the games we played throughout the year. And they're based on our personal feelings. The six of us vote. Uh, we, uh, well, let me rephrase. The six of us nominate the games we are interested uh, Three games for each category, right? Three rounds. <laughs> okay, no, no. So, so much voting. <laughs> okay. So much voting. Each member of the cast nominates three games per category, and there's six categories total. Uh, and then we voted three times um on which of those games would actually be nominated and which of those games would actually win now uh with that in mind there is an elephant in the room i want to address it right now um i designed one of the games that actually i think i designed three of the games we played this year how um, dare you what somebody's rigging it bridget's bridget worked on some of the games yep. we played Ian worked on some of the games we played um, because we're avid game creators and members of that community, right? Uh, and so the rule was this year, 
Um, if you worked on a game, you are not allowed to nominate it or vote for it. Uh, so, if any of the games we worked on show up tonight is because the other members of the cast felt it was a strong enough contender to be placed. Um, we discussed uh, just taking them off the ballot entirely. Uh, but as I think Charles mentioned, like, look, whether we work on these or not, these are good, solid games, and they deserve to be, you know, considered. Uh, but again, to take... And not uh, only that, there there are other people involved in the game as well who contributed to it, whether it's art, design, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they deserve some attention as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Charles. Uh, anyway, that out of the way, we have a jam-packed uh, night ahead of us where we're going to discuss these categories. The categories are staff picks that is each one of us chose one game uh that we either played or just read throughout the year that we fell in love with and really wanted to shine a spotlight on best storytelling best art best game mechanics best game experience best Morkborg game because we played a lot of Morkborg, <laughs> and best game period um so i'm excited about it i think we should just dive right into that with our staff picks um i would actually like to not go first because i've already been talking for a minute so ian would you mind starting us off with your staff pick absolutely um and good thing you said not to put you first because i would have put you on the spot so i'll put mm-hmm. myself on the spot my staff pick for this year uh, normally uh, i usually go for games to have lots of lots of lore or fluff or things like that things that i really like but my chick for this year is uh, Super High Wizards Build This Castle, which is one of those one-pager games. But the heart of it is r- r- random tables, and the random tables were fantastic, and it really nails that. I want a great con game. I want something that's really fun for the GM to run with no prep, that's very memorable. If you get the right players together, it's a great experience. It was basically just like playing HGTV Nightmares as like a game like explore a weird castle that's constantly evolving full of weird random encounters and it's uh like pay what you want on itch fantastic uh highly recommend it awesome thank you so much and uh i will say that the random tables are the zeitgeist right now in game design so uh seeing it done super well always always fills my heart with warmth um kevin yes well, okay, so I'm new-ish to the to the cast, so I didn't get to play a bunch of the games that everyone else played. Um, but one of the ones, or one of the the funner experiences I had was when we played Splatter League. Just, uh, I mean, just the characters that we all built and uh, just played together, uh, just the whole setting. The, the game was super easy to pick up out of nowhere. Um, it you know super you know rules light but you know very you know very great it's just really well done and i got to make a redneck named chicken liver with superpowers (laughs) you you really can't go wrong with that um he ended up coming out with a chupacabra watch a video and uh it's it was just a lot of fun um i know that's one that john uh wrote and um i know that you know we're supposed to you know not do that and you know, bring it up or whatever, but it was just a lot of fun. Just the whole experience, the table experience was was just great. 
the game we played on there was so much fun that I actually added all three of the characters uh, that Charles Patchkey and Kevin played to the book uh, as as uh, established heroes in the city. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you. Um, Patchkey, hit us. Yeah. Um, so I would like to first address the elf in the room. Uh, I have no original thoughts. Um, last time <laughs> we picked favorite dinosaurs, uh, Kevin stole my favorite dinosaur. Uh, this time while I'm picking my favorite game of the year, Ian stole my favorite game of the year. Um, it's fine. I mean, this is why we get along. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I could reiterate everything Ian said, but there's no point in that. If, if it helps, if it helps, Charles, my, my other pick would have been Triangle Agency because of the phenomenal design done in the, the manuals and the, a lot of the fun was for the GM. So if that, if that helps, I could say, well, like, no, nah, it's, so it's, it's all good. It was a really fun game. And I think that's what ultimately matters to me the most is will I just come in, enjoy this experience and want to recommend it to someone else down the road? I think that's where I am at with like a number of the games that we we are going to have on the list tonight, but in particular, my staff pick, Super High Wizards, built this castle. I I looked back at it when we were doing the voting. I was just like, that one. If this doesn't win something, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and, and I want to say that's the highest praise you can give any kind of media, right? I want to recommend this to other people. Exactly. So, absolutely, man. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to Charles Bernard. So <clears throat> my uh, pick for our staff pick this year, uh, my staff pick, uh, is a game that I actually was absent from gameplay, but I wound up buying it and enjoying the hell out of the book afterwards. Um, my staff pick is Kill Your Necromancer from uh, oh, Powell yeah. Kickman. Mm -hmm. uh, originally on Kickstarter and now available on Itch. Uh, this is a Morkborg game where essentially, like, I, I love games that question um, relations of power, especially around issues of labor. And in this game, it basically asks the question, um, when a necromancer raises the dead, like, what the hell right do they have anyway to do that? So you play as a uh, a grumpy, um, stiff, awakened from the dead, just trying to find that eternal peace that you've been denied by this uh, crazy necromancer. So I love that idea of like the grumpy dead brought back to life. Like, I don't need this shit. I already lived 105 years on Earth. Ah, you know. <laughs> It's great. Um, so yeah, that has I believe four playable undead classes. Uh, it's it's super affordable. Um, it's on itch. Um, so go get it. Yeah, uh, kill your necromancer from Powell Kickman. Very very cool game, uh, Bridget. This one was actually really hard for me because um, I've had a lot of fun this year. <laughs> I mean, I've thrown cinder blocks through windows. I got to be, you know, a, a trash goblin at one point. It's just, it's been fantastic all around. Um, I had to go overall though with odd gobs. And it was because I think that is actually the most impressive fucking around we've done. We managed to accomplish <laughs> nothing but visit like four locations. It was incredible. I, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, those are our staff picks. Like I said, um, 
Oh, no, I have one. I also have to say my staff pick. Uh, my staff pick is Necronautilus by World Champ Games, Adam Vass. Um, Necronautilus is a psilocybin-fueled dreamscape of of wordplay, right? Uh, your powers and everything you can do is based on words, and I'm a writer, and... <laughs> I like shrooms and everything about the game. Like, I'm pretty sure Adam <laughs> might as well have said Necronautilus for John Baltusberger and just handed it to me. Uh, it's and oh my god, it's gorgeous. Everything he makes is beautiful, but Necronautilus so gorgeous, so beautiful. Um, and I will say, I was kind when I first bought it and read it, I was kind of at a loss of how it actually would play. And Ian did such an incredible job of of running that and uh and just reignited my love of that game and and what it what it is and how it can go. So staff pick for me is Necronautilus, uh, which brings us back uh which brings us to our next category. Ian, take it away. Right, so our next category is best storytelling, <clears throat> and this is one too where very difficult to choose between because we have such stellar nominations. And after our three rounds of nominations, two were really battling it neck to neck: uh, Bridgetown and Pan His Majesty in Yellow, and ultimately. Pan His Majesty in Yellow won for its very dark Lovecraftian. Uh, like mythological folktelling, uh, very much a hybrid and getting into the very dark and sinister roots of the Pan mythos. Like Peter Pan is really a dark figure. Um, and Wayne Roberts really like mm -hmm. dove deeply and did a lot of fantastic occult research uh, and literary research to really bring this very interesting world together where you are playing in the demands of a very fractious god that's splitting apart and you are stuck in this very dark fairy tale and how do you navigate all the terrible things i dislike when i ran it um just the 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 uh, red cloak uh, gnomes and <laughs> the players not doing anything watching an npc slowly get torn apart and just watched it from the bottom of the cliff <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah, so the best storytelling is about the lore that the the actual creators of the game put in. Um, and both Bridgetown and Pan His Majesty in Yellow were fucking good. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of these games were good, right? But but Great. Bridgetown and Pan His Majesty in Yellow kind of just um, just set a bar that was so high. Um, Pan His Majesty yeah, in Yellow... I mean Pan, Pan, His Majesty in Yellow is a game that got me reading Peter Pan books. Like, because I was like, this this sounds like the source material is actually pretty bomb. And I went back and, and read um, Peter in Kensington Garden and Peter and Wendy. And, like, it's some dark, crazy shit. And I'm very into, like, the Haster mythos, which is heavily referenced in it. Like, the, the storytelling elements of the game were some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And I and I will say, uh, Wayne was an award winner last year with Dungeon Plumbers. Uh, he's a great mm -hmm. designer, a great writer. So, um, 
uh absolutely no surprise that uh that we saw pan his majesty in yellow as an award winner tonight again though uh david sherdawan with natural grimwire with bridgetown uh, also an amazing game and you should mm-hmm. check them both out uh congratulations to both of you um kevin why don't you take us to the next place all right uh next category is best art this one was rough just for the fact that everybody that all the artwork is just so completely bonkers and different from every other one it's super hard to pick what you would uh which one and so it's you know just i guess whatever one jumps out at you uh the nominees are odd gobs by our our boy here uh triangle agency uh ronin burger punk uh cloud empress and necrolot uh necronautilus um and the winner is uh burger punk that's congratulations that's the sound of like lots of buns slapping together. Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. This one was I, I want to point out there are six uh nominees for this one, and there are six of us. This one was a drag out fight, and I want to say Burger Punk uh won by like one single vote because uh so it's my doing so much good art, right? Huh? If it's one boat, then it's my doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it probably, it's probably Patsky's doing. You're uh, welcome, Burger Punk. But like, <laughs> Burger Punk, and like, how do you compare Burger Punk to Cloud Empress, right? Uh, but at the same time, like, we have to. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's literally our jobs art. tonight. Uh, Burger Punk's art just makes me happy. It just filled my heart with glee, right? Uh, Ronin looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odd Gobs had incredible art from Roland. Tribal Agency was sleek and exquisite. Mm-hmm. Like none and Necronautilus, I've already said. Like like every time I look at it, I'm just like, fuck yeah! <laughs> All of these are bangers. But Burger Punk filled us with joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, congratulations yeah. to all the nominees yeah. and especially to yes. Burger Punk. Your incredible, Congrats. incredible art. Um, Gotta, yeah, Ian, you want to take us to the next one? I was going to butt right in with the best game mechanics, which can also yes. be a tricky category because we play the gamut of layers of complexity from ultra rules light, where you're basically always flipping a coin or rolling a single die of some size to lots of calculus that I have to do on the fly. So <laughs> it, it's a, and it's an interesting experience being a player or a gym for this category. So these are games that are approachable but complex that offer a lot of depth and after three rounds our top nominees were odd gobs super high wizards built this castle and necronautilus three vastly different styles of play and games and ultimately it came down to odd gobs and thank you and uh again john did not bribe nor threaten any of us with these votes mm-hmm. so nope uh here's what i'll say all three of these games are so different that if you tried to introduce someone who is new to gaming to them and said these are three games they would call you crazy yeah um necronautilus Mm -hmm. has a mechanic where when you roll it splits your words up and then you have to make new words uh that fuel your powers 
Uh, I was absent for Super High Wizards built this castle, but everything y'all have talked about, it sounds incredible. Um, but odd gobs. Odd gobs mechanics were designed to up the chaos and the ridiculousness of the game as quickly as possible. And um, the fact that y'all guys enjoyed it um, is really incredible for me. So thank you so, so very much uh, for those votes, friends. Um, I really appreciate it. It means, it means the world to me. Thank you. Um, I'm going, before I cry, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> take us over to the best game experience. Now, this is a weird, thank you, sir. Uh, I have COVID right now, so I have a box of tissues just off screen for sure. <laughs> Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, yes, I am currently winning the Nurgle off. Mm-hmm. Barely, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Best game experience. Um, what does that mean, right? Um, it, it, it can mean the most fun, but more than that, it, it, it's a combination of how easy was it to get into, right? Like how quickly could we dive into it? Um, were the mechanics, uh, fun for both us and Ian, uh, was, did they make sense? Like, basically it takes a lot of these other categories and say, okay, but did you enjoy it? Um, and so this is another one where there was a lot of dissent. We all enjoyed these games, uh, and it was really difficult to pick a winner. So the nominees for best game experience are... Bridgetown from David Sherduan, Burger Punk from I don't remember and I'm so sorry, Odd Gobs, thank you, Pan His Majesty in Yellow, which is a uh, old school essentials game, uh, Ronin, a Markboard game, Triangle, Triangle Agency, TLD RPG uh, by Billy Blue, and Ziggurat of the Blood God, which we played using the TLD RPG rules. Um, so we played TLD RPG twice. Once Billy Blue ran a game, and once we played uh, Ziggurat of the Blood God, uh, illustrated by a uh, dear friend of the show, Simone Tometa. Um, and with that, the winner is. That was not a drum roll. I'm so sorry. Burger Punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Burger Punk was a game that uh uh like reading again the art art made us happy but uh reading the book was fun it was fun looking at the rules it was fun reading the class descriptions and ultimately uh it was fun just diving in and playing in that world uh it's a game we've continued to talk about it's a game that we continue to to Mm -hmm. have fun remembering um it was just an incredible experience and uh yeah Congratulations to Burger Punk for their second award of the night. It's not often that you get to fry children's faces in the middle That's of true. a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, uh, Ian is a cruel god, and uh, he made that very clear to us that night. <laughs> yeah. I, I give us, I take us. Ian is a cruel god. Yes, he is. Uh, sorry, the Southern Gospel got in my heart for a second. Uh, the problem might be something with COVID. Uh, that, that brings us to uh, our next category. Kevin, if you don't mind. 
Uh, next category is uh, best Merc Borg hack. Um, I know that there was quite a few that was played this year, uh, but it looks like there was two of them that uh, uh, pushed ahead of everybody. Uh, they're Ronin and uh, Kill Your Necromancer. And the winner is Kill Your Necromancer. Again, uh, that was an absolute blast to play. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Merc Borg engine, obviously. Um, the Ronin was an absolute blast to play as well. I got to play two different characters that night because <laughs> Ian decided that I deserved to die. It was like, Almost I think it was three. my second time on the show. And he's like, I you believe know I what? put your head off. Yes, you did. <laughs> you didn't want to help him with uh, him like dying of poison from venom from a snake bite. So you're like, I'm going to help my bro out. I'm going to cut his head up. That's going to fix the venom. That's. I, I don't mean... get asked for a lot of papers anymore, though. So no, yeah. Fair, fair. Mission but, um, ever, and ever since you've been known as my punching bag. I it's yes, that, I, that's I his Discord name in the Wanmon. Like HQ is uh ian's punching bag that's um, right but i mean uh as fun as ronan was uh kill your necromancer was just absolutely amazing you know just like uh charles bernard said uh you you you, you get uh resurrected your boss is a dick what are you gonna do <laughs> you fucking, yeah you just take him out but yeah uh, absolute blast both of those ones but congratulations is interesting right because yeah there's hacks, there's mm -hmm. supplements, and uh, you know, because Ronin is a is a hack. It's a it is its own game using mm -hmm. Morkborg chassis. Whereas Kill Your Necromancer is a supplement where it exists in the world of Morkborg. Right. Um, I'm not saying one is more valid than the other or less than so because they're both incredible products. Uh, Ronin is a diverse complete. ecosystem. Yeah. Yes. Both of these games are now complete and available uh, in digital format, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm Kill your I, Kill your Necromancer will be um, releasing in like a, a more full version later. I'm the editor on that one, so that'll oh. be eventually. It'll also come in your physical print. Looking at uh, Q4 to uh, 2024 for nice. the hardback on that one. Okay, awesome. So anyway, both of these games will be available this next year. So if you like Morkborg, like pick them both up. Yeah, definitely. And congratulations to kill your necromancer exactly. for your second, uh, your second uh, go of the night, baby. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Um, all right, big moment. This you is got this one, John. I do, I do. Best game of twenty twenty three. Um, the coveted golden tentacle. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's a hard. It's a hard thing to do, right? It's a hard thing to say, like, which is the best? Because best is subjective. Um, it all comes down to what is the best overall package? How much fun did we have? How easy was it to understand? How easy was it for Ian to run? Because some of these games, the five of us are having a blast, and Ian is frantically behind <laughs> the scenes just like, like, I, this entire game is three sentences and I have to make it all up. <laughs> there have been some of us. He made a joke about having to do calculus early. It wasn't a joke. Ian has a quantum computer on the other side of the screen where he's just, he like feeds it rolls and hopes it comes out making sense and it usually doesn't. <laughs> I say 
all of these things come into consideration. Well, I love random tables. <laughs> right? <laughs> At the end of the day, the best game for 2023 is one where it's hard for us to find where we would improve something, where we would change something. This is a game. These are games that like Patchkey said, we would encourage people to buy. We would like, if we heard someone say, Oh man, I, you know, I want to get a new game. Do you have any suggestions? These are the games that immediately lead to our mind of saying like, yeah, I do. This game is baller. Uh, so again, these are subjective, but mm-hmm. we play a lot of games. Um, yes. To kind of reiterate, um, I'm a professional game designer. <laughs> uh, Ian is a professional game editor. Uh, uh, Charles, Patchkey, Bridget, and Kevin have all worked on game projects and have all written and have all worked on this. Like, we don't just do this for fun. We do this for, like, money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And so... It behooves us to understand how games work and what makes games enjoyable and what makes world building cool and what makes stories cool and engaging. Like these are all things that we need to do for us to continue to eat and <laughs> live indoors. <laughs> uh, and so that's our credentials. I just want to say those things because again, these nominees are worth what you are paying to watch it. It's free on YouTube, right? But at the same time, we do kind of know what we're talking about because if nothing else, the six of us have played over a hundred different games over the last two years. And that's just the shit we put on stream, not the stuff mm-hmm. we've played outside the stream. So yep. with that in mind, the best game of 2023 nominees are Burger Punk, Pan, His Majesty in Yellow, Super High Wizards Built This Castle, Odd Gobs and Triangle Agency. And the winner is Burger Punk. Everyone slap your buns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slap them buns. Slap those buns. Clap them cheeks. I mean buns. Mm. Shit. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um man. All of these games are really, really good. Um, we had, uh, I want to say, uh, in the voting after three rounds of voting, this was not a, this was not a landslide, right? Uh, these games were great games. We love them. And, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Burger Punk just, just, just edged up there to, to win it all. And, you know, with best art, and best game experience under their belt already mm-hmm. it's not really shocking that they would also win best game because again it's about the complete package and how incredible it was and how much we loved it so um congratulations yeah. burger punk for best game uh you earned it you deserve it mm-hmm. and uh, that's not to say that anyone on this list is not an incredible game made by incredibly talented creative uh game designers who we'd all love to work with and see more shit from. Absolutely. I'll go so far as to say that any, any of the nominees tonight are well worth picking up. Oh, um, if you're a tabletop oh, yeah. fan. Yeah. 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 Again, we played over 50 games this, this year uh, to get on this list is not easy and not, mm-hmm. not a gimme. If you're on this list, it's because you deserve to be on this list. If you are nominated, it's because you have a fucking great game. 
that we were in love with. End of story. 100%. You're here. Um, yeah. So, where does that leave us? Um, we're changing stuff up. Um, we had a long talk as a, a group, and we realized one issue that we were kind of having is that we wanted more opportunity to explore some of the worlds we were visiting um a little more you know a chance to to explore the characters we were building because um it's really easy to not care and to not care if you stay alive to not care what happens to the party what what happens to the game world when you know at the end of two hours that kicker's gone forever and the world's gone forever right yeah um it's all so one shots yeah it's all one shots right and at the end of the day it's like okay well i'm not i'm not trying because i know that at the end of the night it's done um and that is i think we've done a really good job of showcasing these games but uh in order to really delve into some of more of the mechanics uh see how they play how they're fleshed out we are going to be doing campaign play uh for 2024 uh, where we are going to play one game each month. So it'll still be two-hour chunks on Wednesdays, same one time, same one hour, same one place. However, uh, for January uh, 2024, we will be playing Pirate Borg. Oh, my copy's over here. Oh, it's a beautiful book, y'all. Um, it really is. And so our goal yeah. is our goal is not to uh, you know get bogged down or to um, uh, take anything away, but we we just wanted a chance to play campaign stuff. Um, for me, and I think for several of my cast members, uh, fellow cast members, uh, this is our gaming, and. Uh, there's something you get out of a campaign that you just. If I may, yes. Like it's 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 not so much um, that we weren't <clears throat> trying with our you know one session games. It's that there's no um, there's nothing in it for you not to fly the plane right into the sun. You know, like if mm. I want to jump off mm -hmm. a fifty five story building to take some guy out, there's nothing to stop me. Never gonna you know play that uh, game. At, as that character again and on the other hand some of the characters we play we get very attached to and it's like kind of hard to let go like i'm going to miss uh my my longtime manservant uh ham fund who was a recurring <laughs> character in like six or seven different i i don't know we ham fund showed up a lot he and will be hopefully back hopefully we can work him into yeah yeah i was gonna say i have a feeling he'll be back but um there were a lot of characters I played where I was like, it'd be fun to keep doing this. And and that's what we're going to do. We're going to pick a, a setting we love and characters that we love and uh, put work into ourselves. Um, some some of us more than others, admittedly. I'm, I'm a bit of a lame ass in that department. But uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and see how things develop over an entire season. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's so well said. Thank you so much, Charles. Um, yeah, and, and again, we're still going to be America's Tabletop Showcase. We're going to try to play games that you're interested in. Uh, 
we're starting off with a big one, right? Pirate Borg is pretty well known. Um, Mork Borg is extremely well known. But we're going to be playing some other stuff that is a little less well known. We'll be playing things that are uh, that are interesting to us that mm-hmm. we want to see how it works, and hopefully you do as well. So we're still going to strive to uh, bring you interesting things that you can like learn from. Uh, this said. Next year, this award this award ceremony will look very different because we're going to have, uh, you know, twelve games <laughs> instead of fifty. Uh, that said, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably also have different categories, uh, and we'll make it interesting. And we'll definitely still do our best to tell you, the viewer, uh, what's worth. Like, we played fifty games. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Do you know how much money that is? Uh, so we want to show you what to actually spend your money on, and this award ceremony a really good metric for what you should actually put on your wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. God damn, I'm so excited about Pirate Borg. Um, a cool thing about Pirate Borg, Ian is writing this module. We're not using a book; he is doing an original thing. Uh, the basic pre- is it okay if I say the basic premise? Uh, well, maybe subject to change, but we'll see. We are going to be, yeah, subject to change, but our our premise right now is that we will be playing Cultist of the Dead Sea Gods. Uh, one or more of us might be addicted to drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> find out. Um, we do have a couple of announcements. Uh, Low Blasphemy by Judith Sonnet is available right now on Amazon. Uh, Godless and Madness Heart. Fellow Salt Press. Lake City writer, yeah, <laughs> and a good damn good one at that. Uh, my, my hey, mm-hmm. Madness Heart Press's Salt Lake City uh, rep is fucking solid. <laughs> uh, we also have Porcelain from Nate Southerd coming out January fourteenth. Incredible book. Uh, on that note, if you have read any Madness Heart Press books. Any books by myself, by Charles, by Bridget, um, and you liked it, maybe go over to your email and type in splatterpunkawards at gmail.com and send in your choices for the nominees. Um, It's open until the 31st. Uh, Like I said, uh, we probably have a, uh, a... graphic on the socials somewhere about what is available for nomination um but if you do that it's a huge help uh because those are all reader nominated uh so if you love something we wrote please take a chance and nominate it um whale to the face has a holiday special called unholy nativity it's coming out friday uh and it has special guest johan nor uh if you're not familiar with johan he is the artist behind Morkburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great guy. Super fun, super friendly, and incredible artist. So please check out that episode. And because I am insane, I have agreed to do another folding map game, this time with Simone Tometa. It is going to be based on the badass system that we used in Splatterpunk, although greatly simplified. Uh, and that will be part of Zine Quest in February. So nice. check us out on Kickstarter in February for a new folding map game because I don't value my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh we played 
we played a lot of games um and we built our cast we started this year with four cast members we're ending it with six um and i think it's perfect honestly uh friends uh i just want to i did this all in the green room where i i kind of got weepy and and told everyone how much i love them but uh i just want to reiterate without these people sitting next to me this show wouldn't exist and we wouldn't get to come here every week and play games <laughs> like how crazy is it that games get to be what we do um it's so incredible and honestly we couldn't do it without you um yeah if you have not yet please please subscribe to us on youtube uh follow us on twitch both of those things are completely free uh pump that bell do the people's elbow to the subscribe button you know do the things <laughs> and we're gonna keep on we're gonna tell keep on friend. doing incredible <laughs> tell a friend yeah hey you know how much we've paid tell for advertising fucking nothing <laughs> so, so maybe tell a friend help word about baby <laughs> um god it's an incredible journey and i'm really excited about what those next steps are with this new campaign play um i'm so excited um oh also really quick i need to thank our intro and outro music which is barbaria yes off the album purple miasmic smoke um by bog wizard uh incredible band incredible music um and uh Maybe they have some piratey themed music that we will be uh, switching to in the new season. Uh, either way, <laughs> I want to thank you, the viewer, uh, for sticking with us and helping us do this shit. Just, you know, thank you for joining us on this consensual mm -hmm. journey we call Wandering Monster. I am John, John Baltusberger, Baltusberger. I am Charles R. John Baltusberger Bernard. I'm Bridget John Baltusberger Brave. I am Kevin John Baltusberger Welch. I'm Charles Paskey, Sir Boss. Oh. <laughs> I am Mr. John Thaniel Baltusberger Kino <laughs> Bernard Paskey, Sir Boss Brave. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Friends, we'll be back next week, sing on the high seas of the dark Caribbean. Until then, if ye cannot wait, do not worry. Bridget will send you to the deep. Yar. Yar. Yar.